0: All right, welcome in latest episode of that SEC podcast brought to you by Twisted Tea and my bookie. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter, and I'm joined as always by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Bowls on Twitter. What's up, yo, Tizzy Hober?
1: <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on?
0: Oh, dude, well... All doing well, unless we were counting on landing a five star Shane who Mm. went to Colorado. You know what? As Citizen says,
1: not cool, citizen, (laughs) not cool, man. You know, I'm okay with Dion recruiting and trying to build something out there in Colorado, but he doesn't need to take Tennessee recruits along the way. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you knew something was up when you're on Undisputed. You know what I'm saying? Like, that couldn't be more teed up for, for, uh, Neon Dion, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, all right, it's all right. We'll get him back in the portal here in a couple of years.
0: Yeah. Well, Shade, this is going to be a fun show. I just had to poke fun because that's what the commenters are already getting yeah. on us about it. But we uh, got a couple news items around the SEC, some big news in the portal. Mm-hmm. And then we've got probably the best questions we've ever had lined up for an SEC mailbag. How's that sound, bro? Dude,
1: that sounds great, man. This is one of my favorite shows is when we get to answer the questions to see what everybody wants. So I, I'm, I'm pumped up, brother.
0: Yeah. All right. So uh, real quick here, Shane, SEC awards. Oh, wait, before even that. So I was going to, I swear, Shane, I was going to ask you a question. And then we put out the mailbag, hit us up with questions and one of our users, same exact question. So that's a little tease just to get you to an idea how great these questions are. That little tease. But before we get to the mailbag, uh, SEC awards voted on by them SEC coaches. Yeah. We got Jaden Daniels, SEC Offensive Player of the Year. No debate there, right?
1: No, no debate there.
0: All right. Defensive Player of the Year. Dallas Turner, the man that knocked Jaden Daniels out <laughs> so Alabama could win. He was uh, Defensive Player of the Year. We got uh, Will Riker, Alabama kicker, Special Team Player of the Year. I mean, we're just going Alabama, Alabama. Oh, we ain't done yet, Shane. Freshman of the Year, Alabama safety, Caleb Bounds. Uh, Cedric Van Pran, the Jacobs blocking trophy, given to the best offensive lineman. And we got uh, Brady Cook. Shane, there he is. Scholar at member... Eli, he tried to tell us this, he's one hell of a guy. All our our daughters should be dating Brady Cook if they're age eligible, and and uh, of course, coach of the year, Eli Drinkwitz. No, deb- no debate on those, right?
1: No, not for me. I mean, I, obviously, uh, there's some folks upset down in Georgia that Kirby Smart didn't get this uh, didn't get this award, but I, I think it's I think they handed it to the right coach. If you're asking me, you're talking about a season coming in. You know, n- not a lot of expectations to walk away ten and two. Come on now, I think that's that's. I think that's what coaching's all about. It's not just coaching what you have, but you know, taking something that had low expectations and making something nice out of it. So, and that's exactly what Coach Drink was able to do this year.
0: Yeah, and Citizen, he's wondering where where the hell's Cody Schrader. We got to give him some kind of way. Now he w- he won the uh, what's called the Burlesworth best player that started his career as a walk-on. So he, he got an award, and I, I think he should have been a Heisman finalist too.
1: Well, and I don't want to tip the hat and, and get the cart in front of the horse here, Mike, but me and you plan on having awards night ourselves, you know. So we're we're going to do a deep dive in in what we who we think should have won these awards. But, uh, yeah, it's, that's, it's that time of the year, and I think a lot of these kids, uh, you know, the one that I want to go back to Brady Cook, you know, he's talking about the scholar-athlete. Do you ever judge them, kids, like when you get the – you know, they always do that during the football game and they talk about, you know, this guy's got a 3.8 and this guy's Mm -hmm. got a, you know, a 3.2. And you're like, oh, man, that guy's smarter. You know, (laughs) do you judge them at all when you think about that or am I the only one?
0: I just think about, man, how do they get those grades and, and play football? Because I didn't play football in college, and I didn't get those grades either. So they're better than me on, on both fronts.
1: <laughs> that's a good point, Mike. Yeah, that's a good point.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of Mizzou, Shane, again, we'll get into uh, some news before we get into the, uh, the mailbag question. Out any questions we got this week? But how about the Mizzou Tigers, Shane? Landed the top corner in the portal. Guy mm-hmm. from Clemson, so we know he could play at the major college football level. and Pride, one for the good guys, from the bad Tigers to the good Tigers. And that, you know, that naturally, that leaves me to, to ask you, Shane, can Mizzou keep it going? You know, if they, if they beat Ohio State, man, one of the best seasons in school history, yeah. going into the 12-team playoff era, and now that, that was one of the – uh, we got two great uh, corners now, but they're probably both gonna be in the NFL. So we needed help in the portal. I think this is a massive addition for Mizzou getting Toriano Pride from Clemson.
1: Dude, I've you know it's always been like that with some of these teams. You know, you've got to strike while the iron's hot. You know, you, you're the you're the fun team right now. You're the team that a lot of these kids want to be a part of. And I've seen it so many years, man, where we have a t- team A or team B kind of pop up there and, and get nine wins, ten wins, and don't capitalize on that momentum when it comes on the recruiting trail. I think you've got to keep your foot on the gas, man. If if Mizzou's going to be around for a while, they cannot afford to slow down, and this is a big get for them, brother. When you got portal transfers leaving, number one, not just some Joe Blow, but the number one cornerback leaving Clemson and coming to Mizzou, that's, that's a big get. That's a get you weren't getting this time last year.
0: How about this comment from Mike? Change not me, but different Mike here. Brady Cook could date my wife if he wins the Natty this <laughs> <next> year. <laughs> oh God! But on the other end of the spectrum, Shay, we got some bad news. Well, for one SEC team, it may be great news for another. Florida Gators outstanding running back Trevor Etienne has officially hit the portal, Shay. Yeah. And it sounds like—I mean—the only way to literally make us worse, Shane. It sounds like he's headed to go play for them Georgia Bulldogs. Which, I mean, if you're a Gator, of course, that's a, that's the last place you wanna you want uh, Trevor Etienne to end up. And that, that's not official, so yeah. not officially saying that, but that's all the the speculation right now. Uh, our buddy Clark Brooks, SEC stat cat top. Trevor Etienne, top four in the SEC this year, Shane, in, in average yards per carry, broken tackle rate, and explosive run rate. It was his run that kind of busted open the Tennessee game. He was, he's been a hell of a player since he got there. And, mm, man, all, all the, you know, questions about Billy Napier and whether he can get it done. What One player leaving doesn't kill you, but – yeah. He's he's a, this is a Napier recruit. Let's you know, this is not a guy that came to play for Dan Bullen and, and just stayed. This was a Billy Napier recruit. Yeah. Hitting the portal. This is a tough one to swallow.
1: Yeah, I saw a little list floating around, Mike, talking about his first, you know, recruiting class and where they're all at and where they've gone and stuff. So this is not you know, this isn't an easy pill to swallow, but it is one that we've been flirting with here with the last couple of weeks. So maybe it's best that we do move on, move forward, you know, because you don't want cancer in the locker room. And I'm not saying that ET, I, I think he's a, everything I've heard, he's, he's a great player inside that locker room as well. But, you know, if, if you don't want to be there, don't be there. And, and I, I think that's the kind of buy-in you got to have with your backs against the wall, man, Florida Gators, their backs are going to be against the wall next year. They're going to have to produce quick. And uh, if you've got some, some people that aren't all the way in, then get them out.
0: Yeah. And and here's that uh, tweet. You were referenced referencing shape from Nick Della Tori covers the Gators for uh, Gators online. I believe the, the Florida on three site. But if you look at it, half of Billy Napier's first signing class is in the portal already. Oh man, And, And we're talking some of the top players, we're talking some of the most productive. Now, maybe the other half, Shane. The, maybe the other half's the best half. I don't know, but the the fact that you've been there going on just two full seasons and half your first class is in the portal. Yeah, not a great sign for Billy Napier. Again, now maybe maybe we're running off the guys that don't need to be there, like you're right. saying. So it's it's just sad we're here we're here in December saying. Mm-hmm. How good are the Gators gonna be next year? You know,
1: we kind of said the same thing last year, though, too. You know, it's like you can't you can't say the same thing year after year. You know, what I'm saying so. The that that's something to frown upon, obviously. But you know, the portal giveth and taketh away. I I, th- I expect Florida to get a few in in return.
0: Right, and, and that's an excellent uh, point, Shane, because Georgia linebacker, Xavier Sorry, he was a five-star, started one game this year, played in 12. He has jumped into the portal, and the latest speculation is he will go to Florida. So maybe we just get a little trade here. We get a linebacker for a running back. Maybe everybody wins. You know what?
1: You know, it's, it's funny. It feels like like the portal, like you should be able to play. These kids should be able to go wherever they want. But I think there should be like two teams that you can't go to. You know what I'm saying? Like that. It's okay if you go, but you can't go to Florida and you can't go to you know wherever. So I I think that that should be a new rule. Maybe they'll bring that one up.
0: (laughs) But hey, it's not all bad news, Shane. Because we got a couple of guys that are returning. Yeah. Next season, uh, South Carolina's outstanding linebacker, Debo Williams Shane, mm-hmm. led the team in tackles, led the SEC in solo tackles with 67, 113 overall. He announced, hey, I'm coming back, maybe another year in, uh, for Carolina. So that that's a big boost to them. How'd you change?
1: Here comes Debo.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And another uh, dominant defender, Shane Landon Jackson from Arkansas. Mm -hmm. He has announced he's coming back to anchor that Arkansas defense. So great news for South Carolina and Arkansas next year. Two programs that needed some good news. They got it uh, via standout players returning for another year.
1: Yeah, that's a great point, Mike. Good news for some programs that's taken a couple of hits here lately. So these are big gets here.
0: And first time ever, Shane, I think I'm giving you some Oklahoma news, but they're SEC now. They don't have a single game in the Big 12. But their uh, All-American linebacker, Danny Stutzman, Shane, he says, hey, it was fun, but I'm out of here. I'm off to the NFL. So yeah. he was their best defensive player, led the team with tackles with 99. And it's it's it feels strange just talking about Oklahoma, yeah. Texas. We had Anwar Richardson on the last show. Go check it out if you, if you haven't missed it. But – Heck, they don't have a single Big 12 game left. So they're they're SEC to us.
1: Yeah, it's going to take some getting used to, man. I just start I just now memorized that we had 14 teams, you know. Now I'm like, wait, wait, there's 16, right? <laughs> there's 20. How many teams are there now?
0: <laughs> All right, buddy. So you ready to answer some SEC mailbag questions?
1: Hell yeah. Let's do it.
0: All right, this one comes from our buddy. Stephen Lassen, friend of the show, he can't get enough of it, Shane. He's asking us questions, but
1: it better not be math, Steve. <laughs> you know the rules. <laughs> this was
0: uh, such a good question, Shane. He says, "Do you have a favorite moment or moments from the regular season in the SEC?" And I jotted down a couple because uh, just to let the listeners know how this goes. Shane kind of likes to be, you know, yeah. just be surprised by these. He doesn't come prepared with uh, his answers. So would you like to hear mine before yeah. while you
1: think of yours? And, and can you read that question one more time? Yes, sir. Just
0: just if you have a favorite moment or moments uh, from the SEC hmm. in the regular season this fall. And I'll throw out a couple, Shane. They're probably the ones that, you're, that are immediately coming to your mind. Yeah. But to me, it, it starts with uh, Mizzou, Harrison, Meavis hitting the 61-yard field goal yeah. to beat Kansas State. An SEC record. That was the start. Uh, and remember, at, at that time, I mean, many people were doubting. Well, they still doubt Mizzou. But even their own fans were doubting Mizzou yeah. at this time. This was the beginning of this fantastic run. So that st- stood out to me immediately. Uh, Jayla Milroe fourth and 31 in the yeah. iron bowl. How could yeah. that not be on the list? Uh, I, I thought, Shane, Brock Bowers taking over in the fourth quarter against Auburn. Remember yeah. that? I mean, at that point, it was like, my goodness, Georgia's just going to steamroll everybody. Uh, which they came up just short, obviously. I thought Arkansas beating Florida in the swamp for the first time ever. And why that, you know, I'm not trying to poke the Gators, Shane, but that that was the only game to me where it felt like this is Arkansas that I know. This is the Arkansas I thought we were getting. We only got them once this season. But, hey, I'll, I'll pay back the Florida Gators with this one, Shane. Florida beating Tennessee in the swamp. You know, that was like the return of the Swamp. It was mm-hmm. devastating. And and more than anything, Shane, why I love that, because you did a half marathon after that. <laughs> I mean, how, that, that's a top moment for me.
1: Oh, man. Well, you just about mentioned them all, Mike. You know, I, I had a couple in the back of my pocket here, and I was like, oh, damn, don't take Arkansas and Florida, because that was the one that you didn't mention. But I think – you know that that was kind of a moment. You know what I'm saying? Big picture, you're looking at that game not important, but it was a big moment for those kids. Um, I thought that was awesome. I, I think the the, the fourth to 31. That is, is you may hate Alabama, but damn, I mean, how can you not? If you are an Alabama fan, you will never forget about that play. That one will stick with you forever. Um, I think. You know, I, the other one. If you if we're involving Texas here, uh, I think Texas going to Alabama and getting that win. You know, they they were not supposed to get that. Uh, you know, now they're they're going to a college football playoff because of that game. So I think you got to work them in there as well. And uh, shit, Mike, there's so many. Hell, even yeah. the first game, Vanderbilt doesn't get any love. That first game was <laughs> was monumental because it was the kick of the season, and we thought, hey. You know, we got 12 more weeks of this. You know what I'm saying? Now we're at the tail end of it. But uh, I always liked those opening games, and I thought that Vanderbilt Hawaii matchup was awesome. So, yeah, mm-hmm. um, we could sit here and talk about every favorite play that we came across, but you've mentioned a lot of good ones tonight.
0: Oh, and hey, you make a good point, Shane. Texas and Oklahoma, we got to include them. The Red River River rivalry was fantastic. Yeah. That was one of the best games of the regular season. Came down to the wire. Dylan Gabriel scored a touchdown at the very end to, to knock off Texas. The Texas' only loss of the season yeah. right there. So,
1: What about was- Jimbo getting fired? I mean, that's got to be on the list <laughs> somewhere, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like we've been talking about this for years, and it finally happened. So I know it's not positive, but I think it will be in the long run for A&M fans.
0: Oh, yeah. I thought that was all-around positive, I'll be honest <laughs> with you. Now, here's the question, Shane. I was going to ask you this at the top of the show. But Luke the Wonder Dog on Twitter, he asked exact same question. So I, I'll throw it to you. Next season, yeah, expanded playoff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But Texas and Oklahoma coming into the league, and uh, I made a graphic this time. We we already talked about Georgia's schedule, but here here's the schedule. You know that that has been leaked for Georgia next. I mean, a murderer's row. If you, if you're just uh, listening uh, on Friday, Clemson at uh, not at home in Atlanta. Tennessee Tech at home, at Kentucky, at Bama, Auburn at home, Mississippi State at home, at Texas, my goodness, <laughs> Florida and Jacksonville, uh, at Ole Miss, Tennessee at home, UMass at home, and Georgia Tech. I mean, this, this is a gauntlet here, Shane. But here's the question from Luke. How many losses can you take in the SEC moving forward and still make the 12-team playoff? And I, I think that's an interesting question, Shane, because you just look at, you know, Georgia's schedule there. I mean, games like at Alabama, at Texas, these are going to be yeah. preseason top 10 teams. Who knows how good Clemson's going to be, Tennessee, Auburn, on and on and on. I don't think we're going to get any undefeated teams Yeah. No. In, the, in the SEC with a slate like this. Now, does that mean that – uh you know, with one loss, I, I would have to assume that that you're you're probably gonna make the 12 team playoff. But how about two? How about three? I I mean, I think even three losses, depending on who you lose to and 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 the margin of those games, I th- I think at two, if you're an SEC team, you're still in the playoff, and, and yeah. maybe even three. What what's your thoughts on that? How many losses can you have and still make a 12 team playoff in the SEC?
1: I can already see it, Mike. We're going to be making a case for one of these three loss SEC teams. It's going to happen, but I think the answer is two. You know, um, you look at—do you have the the top twelve right now by any chance? Uh, you probably don't have it pulled up, but what if you're looking at the AP top twenty-five or the college football uh, top twenty-five? There, mm-hmm. who's where's the first three-loss team? Where are they sitting?
0: uh first three loss yeah you're you're dead on chain right there it's LSU at 13 yeah. so that's kind of the cutoff there Th- three loss but again it is an L- it's LSU so it's a SEC team
1: yeah you bet you lost to Florida and you see how this is going to go Mike we're going to say well you lost to this one you lost to this one these are all top 15 teams you know so right. i i think there's a real case that you can Kind of squeak in with three. That's when it's going to get real tricky because you know they're going to have conference champs coming in now, guaranteed. Uh, you know, so it's it's going to get a little murky. But I think anything above two, you're in you're in hot water.
0: Yeah, imagine if you lose three times, but somehow win the SEC. We got to put you in, right?
1: What well, if that happens? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, it, it's you're going to have to change the way you think. And I think that's why it was so important that when they came out with this college football, they put Alabama in. Because, you know, if you if you penalize a, a, a one-loss Alabama, you know, in the SEC, what are you going to do with a two-loss SEC program that's on that fringe twelve thirteen? I think you're setting yourselves up now to say, hey, sometimes – you know, strength of schedule is important. You know, this conference power is important. So, yeah, um, yeah they, they, they set the, the precedent when they did that. So, I think this is good for us, as, and I say us as SEC teams. Um, you know, but I've, I, I I guarantee you, $100, Mike, in the next year or two, we're going to be fighting over a three-loss SEC team and why they should be in there.
0: Right, and you said it best right there, Shane. I mean, the committee just verified – all this trash we talk all off season. I mean, yeah. it's the SEC, and then it's everybody else, and yeah. the committee just proved that because they they put in Alabama over Florida State undefeated. Florida State get the hell out of here with ACC <laughs> undefeated. I mean, we we'd have half a dozen teams go undefeated Absolutely. in the ACC. You know what?
1: Absolutely, that's that's Bobby Bowden, man. You know he he said the best best chance to win an AD was just staying in the ACC, and that was the biggest mistake they made. They yep. had an opportunity to get out.
0: Yep. And then uh, Will Deckard on YouTube, Shane. He's already. They're already wondering. Well, we have kind of been wondering for several years ourselves. When are we going to a nine game SEC? This Georgia <laughs> schedule ain't hard enough. Let's add another SEC team. <laughs> but I think yeah. So we're next season, the twenty twenty four season, obviously. Yeah. I think twenty twenty five, and at the very very uh, uh, longest twenty twenty six. So within the next two upcoming football seasons will be at a nine-game conference slate. They're just waiting for uh, ESPN Disney to pony up that extra money. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, definitely. Do you ever think it goes more than that?
0: Like, yeah, I mean, Saban said it before, like he wants a 10-game SEC schedule. Do You think
1: that's in the cards at some point? (laughs) I I mean, obviously, we're starting to get a separation of these divisions or these conferences. You know, I I could see – we would need total buy in. They would need other conferences to commit to ten game schedules, but I'm not saying it can't happen, but I, I do I'm with you. I think nine happens twenty four uh or twenty five, I'm sorry, and, and at the at the latest twenty six.
0: Right. I, I think mm, I think eventually, yeah, I think it I think they will go to ten games, as crazy as that go, sounds.
1: Go back to that Georgia. Let's let's kick one of these out. Let's kick one of these losers. Tennessee Tech, yeah, see you later. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? UMass, get one of these. Because, again, it's it's if for ABC and Disney to spend all this money, they're mm-hmm. going to want marquee games. Nobody's going to watch Georgia – I mean, Georgia fans. Me and you are going to watch it because we're SEC homers, but – Outside of that footprint, nobody's going to be watching. I mean, you plug in a, a, an Oklahoma LSU? Yeah, yeah, LSU. Oklahoma. Yeah. Oh I mean, come on. All of a sudden, September 7th looks pretty damn tempting, you know?
0: <laughs> You're just wanting Georgia to rack up all these losses after win, after win, after win. You know what?
1: I just don't want to hear they ain't played nobody. You know, honestly, I think that's kind of what got Georgia in a mess to begin with, you know? Maybe maybe a lack of, uh, of talent is the reason that they they underperformed in the SEC championship.
0: Right. And, uh, you know, another note, Shane, a week from now, it'll be uh, the, the 13th of December, they're revealing all the schedules. So, yeah. keep at up. We only have Georgia now, but the rest will be released. And, I, and
1: I'm not getting on the Bulldogs, but because I guarantee if there's a Georgia fan looking at that schedule, there's not one team on there they don't think they can beat. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. If you fall to one, if you fall to two, you're still going to get into a college football playoff. You're not going to get left outside like you did this year.
0: Mm -hmm. And then Will's got another question here, Shane. Is the SEC going to add any more teams? I think they will. And and I still hear the one that they covet the most, Shane, is North Carolina. So I wouldn't think that they'd add just one. I I would have to think they'd add two. I don't know who that other team would be, but uh, look for them to add North Carolina and maybe Virginia or Virginia tech, something like that to, to expand the footprint. What, what would you think about that?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, there's a, we've, we've done several pods about who we think it should be and and won't be, but uh, you know, North Carolina is a, is a team that keeps popping up when you talk about expansion. So usually when there's smoke, there's fire, but I'm with you. I think, you know, they're going to start moving their footprint in the South. So why don't we move a little bit north? I'd like to take one of them northern teams if possible, like you said, a, a Virginia or, or maybe even—I don't know—I don't know if you can go any more north than that. But it's all about your footprint. It, it, let me ask you: yes, Is that overrated Kansas down here? <laughs> is that overrated? Do you think footprint is—is—I is, mean, back in the day, yeah. it was a big deal, you know, back in the '70s, '60s, '50s. You know what I'm saying? But you know, now it's, we're watching Colorado, we're watching USA, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? I, I'm just curious your your thought, do they really have to have a team in Virginia or, or further west or something like that, or does that even matter anymore?
0: Uh, I, I think you make a good point, I don't think it's as important, because it used to be about TV markets and everything, and everybody's going streaming now, so yeah. it's not as valuable in that sense, but I think North Carolina is extremely valuable for their brand, for their basketball, obviously. And I think uh, you know if they can get that football going, I think they could be some something to watch too. And 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 hell, Shane, the SEC networks in North Carolina, like that's a Southern state. You know what I mean? It's it's kind of weird that there's no SEC footprint. I, I think the SEC could take it over. And and you know, with Charlotte and other towns like that, there's there's all kinds of sec yeah. alumni all over there it's, it wouldn't just be north carolina or bust I'm, I'm sure there's tennessee fans south carolina fans georgia fans florida fans on and on yeah. and on that live in the state of north carolina so i i think it'd be good
1: hey it's gonna be a lot easier to watch a north carolina game than it is in oklahoma if you're going to it you know yeah so the footprint for the fans that that would make sense
0: hey lori says tennessee tech is pretty loaded so watch out for that. You don't don't
1: get them off the Georgia <laughs> oh, schedule yeah. just Damn. like them. <laughs> I'm sorry, rat poison's already floating out there. <laughs>
0: uh, all right, how about this one, Shane? I really like this question. This is from uh, this is Shane's. Uh, other than our show, this is his favorite podcast that he listens to, the Passionate Runner Podcast. What are some <laughs> of the pros and cons of the uh, SEC next year? You know, do it away with the divisions. Yeah. Adding Texas and Oklahoma. He says he's only heard a lot of the pros. So he's you know, he wants some pros too, but I guess he's really wanting us to be what what are the cons of the new new look SEC? And I, I got a couple here if you want me to go first.
1: Yeah, you go first there.
0: I think uh the main con, Shane, is obviously losing great annual matchups that we have come accustomed to watching. Like we already know next season, Shane, we, we ain't gonna be getting LSU Auburn. Yeah. Uh, unless they meet in, in the SEC championship. We're not getting South Carolina, Georgia. And again, I, I realize that's a little lopsided at the moment, but that's that's always a hell of a rivalry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tennessee, South Carolina, you know, on and on and on. There's a lot of games that we've gotten accustomed to viewing every single season. I And I'm if I'm not mistaken, I don't think Missouri and Tennessee play, which that's a budding rivalry now. You know yeah. what I mean? Now, they'll play yeah. the following season, so it'll be every other year. But losing that from the annual rotation, that is that is a bit of a con, I think. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we're starting to build, build something with some of these teams.
1: No, that's a good point, man. And I, I think if you're looking for cons, I think there's sometimes that you 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 have a better season because your conference is having a, a down year. You know, like how many times have we talked about the East being down, and that's why Team A or Team B is is doing better. I, I think it it provides opportunities for them to later in the season kind of shine. So I'm just trying to find a con because I really like the pros. You know, <laughs> because yeah, I'm yeah I'm losing Tennessee, South Carolina next year, but. Look what I'm going to be gaining. There's going to be an opportunity for me to see more Tennessee and other teams playing, and I'm just using Tennessee as an example. I hate that we're losing some of the rivalries. That I, That's my big one. I'm with you there because some of them, you know, maybe they weren't, the iron bowl, but you hate them. You know, this, you hate team a or team, B. you know what I'm talking about. Y'all got them. I see them all, you know, every week they don't even want to talk about it being a rivalry because it's, they just hate each other. But you know, you're losing some of that. That's, I guess that would be the biggest downside for me.
0: And then here's another con Shane. And this maybe got a little bit more to do with the 12 team playoff than it does, you know, getting rid of divisions. But I think the sec championship will be significantly less meaningful. Uh, just an example. Just look at the latest one, Georgia. You lose that game by a slim margin, your season's done. Yeah. If it's a twelve-team format, they would have said, "Oh well, hell, we we lost some seeding. We're still in the playoff, of course, because we're a top twelve team." So I, I think this conference championship, which has meant the world to this conference, I don't think it will make uh, it will be far as uh, far less meaningful in this new format. Uh, and again that's that's less to do with doing away with the divisions but more about the 12 team playoff yeah but i also there there may come a point shane where we have three teams that are <laughs> you know like seven and one in, in yeah. league play and who it's it's almost like the same thing we got now who who's going to the and maybe that right. the, maybe those three didn't play each other somehow and, and at least in the format now there's always an east winner and a west winner it's very clear cut doesn't always give mm-hmm. us the best two in the in the game, but it's a cleaner way to actually determine who who makes the conference championship. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm telling you, there'll be five years from now, and we're going to be like, bam. Back when I was your age, you know, we used to have <laughs> east and west, and I miss those days. It was so much simpler. So there is going to be some complications toward the tail end of the season, I think, like you said, trying to find who the best two teams are. And they fought, they're they going to have their rules and things that they got to follow and stuff like that. But, yeah, I, I, I'm with you here. Sometimes the But that's also a pro because sometimes in the SEC championship, the best two teams aren't playing, you know. Mm-hmm.
0: Look at you always looking at the at the silver lining here.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, oh, oh, they're they're saying UJ lost because you, Shane. Don't ever pick the dog.
1: <laughs> you know, I'm surprised nobody said anything initially. I, I, I think I had a couple comments early, but they kind of disappeared. But yeah, I, I really should probably retire henceforth. Uh, maybe not. I'm not gonna pick Alabama, <laughs> I'll tell you that from here on out. <laughs> All
0: right, here's a here's another con, Shane. The SEC. Much tougher to win with Texas and Oklahoma in it. Uh, you know, teams that have you know teams like uh, Ole Miss and Kentucky that that have not won it in in the divisional format era. Not saying they can't, but it, it just yeah. got a hell of a lot tougher to win it uh, with Texas and Oklahoma in it. Don't you
1: think? Yeah, and I I think that's probably the the biggest part is there's a couple of teams that kind of have gotten away many years with a with an easier schedule. They're not going to be able to do that anymore. So, uh, I think this truly will start separating, you know, the the elite programs. You know, I still think it's, you know, with the the NIL and the transfer portal anything can happen, but you know, I I'm, I'm only my only concern is that you're going to start seeing more separation between the bigs and the and the little's, you know?
0: Right. Now, that's enough of negativity, Shane. Here's a pro. Yeah. This is why I'm excited about
1: it. have to get another beer.
0: <laughs> We're fixing the schedule. That, that's the biggest thing. And you just hit on it, Shane. I mean, Georgia and Texas A&M have never played in, what is it, in Athens? Or is it college? I can't remember. It's one or the other. I think Georgia's never been to college station. They've been in the SEC for 11 years. I mean, this is ridiculous. Yeah. It's almost like they're not in the same conference. Uh, how often does Tennessee get to go to Oxford? You know, that used to be a great rivalry. Uh, Florida-Auburn, that used to be an annual rivalry. They, they get to play every seven, eight years. I mean, it's stupid the way they had it. We're, we'll, we'll be done with that. That's a major – that's the major plus, in my opinion, with Texas and Oklahoma coming in. Tennessee will get to play those teams every other year. They'll get to play everybody in the conference. It's going to be great. Uh, the, the biggest pro, Shane, the entire league gets better. Because Texas and Oklahoma, you may have loved trolling them and talking trash about suitors, Boomer Sooner, suitor, their wagon falling over. Texas, we're back. They're never back. Well, they're back now. But th- these are two fan bases, Shane, two programs that are just as committed to football as anybody in the SEC. Yeah. And that lifts the entire conference, in my opinion, and-, and makes what we already know. The committee knows this is the best league. And it's getting significantly better, you know. And it was hilarious to me when Big Ten added UCLA and, and USC. It's like, yeah, I mean, two. I mean, I lived out there. Those, those people don't even acknowledge college football. You know what I mean? Whereas in Texas and Oklahoma, they live in and, and breathe like it's a damn Iron Bowl. You know what?
1: Yeah. No, that's that's. I think that's a huge pro. And you're going to create new rivalries, you know. So you you, you may not think uh, a Texas and a freaking Florida game is, is exciting. But, you know, a couple of rounds, and, the, and it's a tight battle, you know what I'm saying? Every time these two teams meet, all of a sudden, this is one of your favorite rivalries to watch. So right. uh, I think we're going to create new ones along the way, and and uh, I'm pumped up for that.
0: Trey, what do they say? Great minds think alike. That was my final pro. Yeah, <laughs> new and renewed rivalries. Like yeah. Ar- Arkansas-Texas, they're going to be able to play – probably every year, and at worst, every other year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mizzou, Oklahoma, I mean, they played over 90 times in their history. Texas, Texas A&M, we're getting that game back. You know, and like you said, there's going to be plenty. We don't even know who they are, but it could be like Oklahoma, LSU. Yeah. You know, Texas versus South Carolina. Hell, I don't know. Whatever it is, there's going to be new rivalries formed in this new league, and it's going to be tremendous. You know what?
1: Yeah, I mean— I mean, a few years back, we weren't even thinking about an A&M-Alabama matchup. You know what I'm saying? Now it's right. one that you just cannot wait to see because you just know it's going to be a hell of a game. So, yeah, I, I love it. I think it's I think it's more important for fans. You know, they're going to get to go see some new cathedrals out there, and and uh, some of these players are going to get to see more teams as well. So I I, I I keep trying to find the negative, but there's a lot of positive coming up with this new conference. You just wait, Shane.
0: Sark's going to make one comment about Beamer's glasses, and all of a sudden we're like, we can't wait for this Texas <laughs> yeah. trip to South Carolina. You know what I mean? Like, we will manufacture a rivalry.
1: Absolutely. I can't wait for it. Yeah, I think one of the fun ones will be, like, Lane Kiffin and Sark against each other, you know? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, they're going to be trolling all week.
0: Hey, uh, Shade, take a little break from the show. Remind the listeners, hey, it's late in the season, but we're still brought to you by MyBookie Online Sportsbook. Head on over to mybookie.ag today and put in that promo code, THATSEC, that SEC, And they're willing to give our listeners with that promo code, that SEC, $200 cash bonus today over at MyBookie. There's bowl games to bet on, there's uh, NFL. You know, right around the corner, of the playoffs for NFL. There's basketball, baseball. There's all the sports covered at my bookie. Don't forget mybookie.ag promo code that SEC, and you can just fade cousin Shane because we know in the big games, <laughs> fade <Fading laughs> Shane is the is the yeah, right way to go.
1: I did not have a good record this year, Mike, but there's a lot of a lot of rich people out there, you know, following my advice. <laughs>
0: Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and picks a flavorful punch, 5% alcohol, and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual, Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering on your favorite SEC team. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love of college football. Keep it twisted. The podcast is also brought to you by GameTime. Head on over to GameTime.co and use promo code ThatSECTHATSEC for $20 off your first purchase. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Game Time is the place for the last-minute ticket sales. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Head on over to GameTime.co. Snag tickets without the stress. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code THAT. SEC for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem that SEC for 20 bucks off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Uh, All right, how about this question from Denver Gator on YouTube? This is another great one, Shane. Besides Georgia and Alabama, mm
1: -hmm.
0: who they always get hyped, which which they should because they got incredible rosters, incredible coaches. They got it all, we know. Who will get the most? Preseason hype in the sec other than georgia and alabama what do you think about that and, and he's talking about obviously looking ahead to next season
1: yeah i mean it, well oklahoma texas has got to be on top of the list you know i'm not saying they're the only schools but you know you got one that's competing for a college football playoff you had one that was close so right. so i think those two teams are obviously going to get a lot of hot coming in uh, now, the Blue Bloods, the ones that's been here forever, you know, I think, give me Mizzou. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I mean? You got your quarterback. I mean, there's a lot of pieces coming back there. Naturally, you, you, you're, you're looking at a team that was on the fringe of, of getting into a college football play if it was opened up to 12 this year. So, yeah, I, I think. It, you're, you're looking at the talent that they have talent that's returning uh and they're already starting to hit that transfer portal so that's that's going to be a sexy team going into 24
0: lori shane says uh her car just got uh, repose- repossessed <laughs> using your picks there so <laughs> sorry about that lori <laughs> uh but uh well hey yeah i think you hit on the the, the main one there i, I left oklahoma off not yeah. to say – because they're going to get plenty of hype. I get it. But I, I think Texas is the one that's going to get so much hype. Mm-hmm. You know, you thought Texas got hype in the Big 12. We'll just yeah. wait till they're part of the SEC. I think that's the main one. And I think uh, one to kind of keep your eye on, I think, is LSU. I think they'll get some hype. Maybe not near as much as I gave them this off season. <laughs> so maybe that's a bad one. But Denver Gator also two-parter here, Shane. What teams will fly under the radar in a, in the offseason that could surprise next season? Who who, do you, who would you have that fit under that category?
1: Mm. Fly under the radar. I, I think Ole Miss is, is on the edge, you know what I'm saying? And I can't say under the radar. They also had a fantastic season, but I don't think they're going to get the off season love that some of these other programs are going to get. That's an intriguing one for me and uh i don't know maybe tennessee balls i don't know <laughs> how can i not mention nico coming back and all the pieces they've got i think that's also going to be a, a a sneaky one that may be under the radar for most but tennessee fans are looking forward to that season
0: oh yeah we knew you were gonna go with tennessee shane i'm gonna go and this will this will catch you off guard here shane tell me if i'm wrong yeah florida gators i think everybody's gonna be trashing them and, and, you know, I, I get it. Losing season, things are bleak. Just had a five-game losing streak. Hell, your best well, – maybe your, your second best best running back, whatever you want to say. It just hit the portal. So it's doom and gloom. But I th- saw a lot of progress being made. And mm-hmm. a ton of young players – they just had the SEC freshman team make it. I think Florida had more freshmen on it than anybody. They got their quarterback back, Graham Mertz. And, and a big reason why, he said he's got a – he can't go out that way. He's, he wants to go out a winner. I th- I think Florida, Shane. They better they better surprise some <laughs> people. Otherwise, Billy's gone. But right now, I I think Florida surprises some people. What do you, what's your thoughts on that?
1: I, I well, I mean the spotlight will be on them. You know what I'm saying? Because there is a lot of pressure to produce this. There's no one more year. There's no more rebuild. I mean, it's like now or never. So I I think this is a pivotal season for the Florida Gators, and not to mention all the all the top teams that they got I don't know if you have their schedule right now but just about every week they're going to be looked at because people are wanting to watch that game you know what I'm saying this isn't a Texas or Tennessee Tech or something like that so uh, I think Florida's got a tough schedule which is going to make for more eyes on TV because you know that's what that's what sells tickets but uh, I want to ask you one Mike Uh, we've mentioned a, a lot of teams in this little scenario here is there any honorable mentions out there like pick one that we've not mentioned
0: Oh, yeah. No, I got one. I was, I was waiting for you, Shane. I'm getting on board before everybody else yeah. because this is a team annual all-season hype. And it's going to happen again, Shane. But I'm just doing it prematurely. Texas AM <laughs> under Mike Elko. Come on. We got rid of the clown Jimbo. Get a qualified adult to run this football program. Again, I'm not saying they're going to win the SEC or yeah. anything like that. But he has proven, Mike Elko has at Duke, that he can come in and immediately flip a switch and get uh, a three-win team to a nine-win level Again, I don't think it's gonna be quite that drastic because it's much, much tougher in the SEC. But I think AM is one to watch where a lot of the guys you're losing, good players. I get it, but yeah, what what they haven't lived up to the hype. So it's yeah. I, I don't know that it's killing you if you're losing guys that are that are not all bought in there. So I think A and M is one to watch that could really surprise next season. What's your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know me. <laughs> you know me. I'm going to be all on board. Uh, but I'm also on board with this other team I keep bringing up every offseason. But I think Big Red is the guy. Give me Kentucky. I I, I love the playmakers <laughs> that they have. Uh, like I said, I, I think I think uh, Vandergriff's walking into a, a, a gold mine here. And and I think I, I'm expecting big things from Kentucky. So will they be top 12? I don't know. But it's a team that I think pops, uh, or, or maybe in the end of the season, comes out better than uh, people thought going into the season.
0: Yeah, uh, at Trento on Twitter, Shane he wants to know what does the podcast transfer portal look like? Are you going to add any Oklahoma and Texas homers to the show? <laughs> so we gotta we gotta get up our Texas and Oklahoma, uh, you know guests on the show so that that's going to be something that we're going to be working he- heavily on all offseason to to get to know those teams yeah. and, and get those fans in on uh, that sec they, they got to you know they're leaving the big 12 in the view mirror we gotta we gotta let them we gotta welcome them to the sec with uh wide arms here
1: absolutely and we're always open i it's funny because a lot of the texas oklahoma guys that we've had on and girls uh, were, were brought to us by the listeners. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, you got to have so-and-so on. you got to have so-and-so on. So if, if you've got any ideas, like you you Sooners, you Boomer Sooners know, and you Longhorns, you're like, hey, man, I would love to see you on that SEC podcast. Be sure to let me and Mike know, and we'll, we'll definitely reach out and uh, get them on and see see if they're worth hanging out because this, this is tight family, Mike. We can't just let anybody <laughs> roll in here, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, Cayman says, uh, Tennessee homers only, please. <laughs>
1: <laughs> More Tennessee love. <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, how about this one, Shane? I think you really like this one from uh, Zach Up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. How would you grade Hugh Freeze first mm. 12 months on the job, uh, management of the, of the overall roster, mm-hmm. portal, come up short in some big games? What's your thoughts on that? And uh, personally, Shane, I was ready to give Hugh Freeze a B plus, A minus – Till they got blown out by New Mexico State. That was rough. Yeah. And then just got our hearts ripped out in the Iron Bowl. I, I don't dock them too much. I mean, I, I I dock them significantly for that final play, but sometimes we focus too much on the on the fourth and thirty one. I mean that that'll go down in Iron Bowl history. I get it, but it's that kind of like diminishes the other fifty nine minutes of the game yeah. where Auburn played their guts out when no one thought they had a prayer to win that football game after losing the week before in in drastic fashion. You you have to kind of credit them at least for, for getting them to that point. Uh, Clearly they, they screwed up the ending there, but so give me, give me a B for Hugh Freeze. Do
1: you think that's fair? I think a B is fair. In fact, I went B plus. So I'm, I'm right there with you. I think coming into the season, you know, with the t- with the roster he had, Mike. You know what I'm saying? He had trouble downfield throwing, but they yeah. made it work, and, and it felt like this team did get better toward the tail end. That shows me progression with with the athletes that they have on that roster. Just imagine when they do have that competitive depth, and when they do have huge guys in there. So uh, for year one, Auburn, it's a that's a tough that's a tough place to roll into, and 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 walking away they did. I'm giving them a B plus.
0: Yeah, just think of uh, you know some of the guys or, or programs Auburn is going up against on the recruiting trail and winning mm-hmm. some of these battles, Shane. I'm talking Georgia. I'm talking Bama. I'm talking Texas A&M and LSU. They're battling with these teams. They're not winning them all. No one does. Not even Georgia and Alabama win, win all the recruiting battles, but they're winning their fair share with the right prospects. And it did n- not all the additions work via the transfer portal, but they're making an effort there and they're, they were heavily investing in that to flip the roster overnight and they're doing it again. So I think Auburn's going to be a contender in the SEC yeah. before, before long.
1: Yeah. I'm telling you, I, I may switch this to a minus. They keep landing recruits like they're doing, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Cause this is, this is it. This is what we're saying. Wait till Hughes gets his guys, man. And he's going out and getting some dudes.
0: Yep. All right. How about this one, uh, Shane, from Gridiron Gary? Love that, Dave. Uh, will Lane Kiffin ever lead Ole Miss to the college football playoff? And again, we're going to the 12-team format, of course, so a little, a little bit easier. Not much easier, but it, but it's easier. What's your thoughts on that? Will Lane Kiffin lead Ole Miss to a playoff appearance?
1: I think so, man. I Like I said, that. I- feel like they're a French team anyway. A yeah. few more pieces, you know, in the recru- recruiting trail. A few more pieces in the transfer portal. I think they're right there. And they're getting the buy-in. You know, they're getting a lot of players coming back. And I think that's important and something that's been lost the last few years with Lane Kiffin. So, uh, the, he's, he's getting roots there in Oxford. And I think that's important. And I think that helps future teams uh, potentially make a college football playoff.
0: Right, you were asking me earlier, saying, where's that cutoff of the, uh, of, uh, the first lost team? It's LSU, who, who's number 13. We got Ole Miss, number 11, with two yeah. losses, and they're two losses to, to number six and number four. So <laughs> certainly, I, I think the way they're doing it, I think he's upgraded significantly with the defensive coordinator hiring Pete Golding this year. And remember, this is just year one of the Pete Golding era, and they're not locked down on defense, but they're much better. And, and the more pieces that Pete Golden gets to utilize his defensive system, I think they're just going to keep getting better on that side of the ball. And I'm always going to have faith in Lane Kiffin to engineer something on the offensive side of the ball. So, yeah, I, I think without a doubt, as long as there's no scandal, which is never <laughs> – <laughs> as long as there's no tweet that shouldn't have been tweeted, uh, Lane Kiffin is going to lead Ole Miss to a college football playoff. Yeah,
1: you ever seen that, uh, that video where Cuban Downing Jr. is walking out of the – Room with handcuffs, you know? I was like, that's how Lane's leaving, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, his final goodbye will be in handcuffs, probably. <laughs>
0: All right, how about this one? You're going to love this one, Shay. From Nathan, uh GBO, Go Big Orange. If Juice Wells goes to Tennessee, where mm-hmm. would you rank him as far as SEC receivers next year?
1: Shit, man. Uh, cause we've got to count Texas and Oklahoma. I would say, I'd say easily top five. I mean, we had him as a top three com I think we potentially had him number one, I'm, I'm if right. I'm not mistaken. So, yeah. Um, uh, you know, with a, with a, you know, a young unproven quarterback, I think you got to dock it a little bit, but, uh, yeah, I'd say top five easy.
0: Shane, he's the next Jalen Hyatt. Come on, bring him on in here. <laughs> Win you the Volitnikov. I'd go number one in this explosive. I don't care about the quarterback, Shane. They got a quarterback. They got Nico. So, Wait, hey, Luther,
1: Luther's coming back, too. Don't forget.
0: Not for Josh Heupel, brother. He's, oh. <laughs> he's playing in a different system. So, no, I, I kid. But, yeah, top three, top five. I mean, I, he he's automatic. He's the missing piece. Yeah. I don't think he's going to Tennessee. I, I, but who knows? Just, just because it's so... I think he'll probably end up at Texas. That's what everybody was saying. Now, Ole Miss is involved, among many, many others. So,
1: if he goes to Texas, would you, you still have him top three, right?
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Playing
1: in Sarkisian's office, yeah,
0: with their quarterbacks, yeah. He, I mean, he, he's going to tear it up. I really do think.
1: <laughs> I- just come to the right orange, though. You know, you know, you don't need to go down there to Texas. It's hot all the time. Maybe he's,
0: maybe he's already, he's like, I want to wear orange and white. I just haven't figured out what shade yeah. yet. You know what?
1: You don't get to listen to Dolly Parton sing down in Texas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. All
0: right, final question here, Shane, from Michael Riley, loyal fan here, Florida fan, on YouTube. Who is the greatest SEC team in your lifetime that didn't win the SEC, thoughts on that one? Oh, he's also got a two-parter. But, Wait, uh, that
1: didn't win the SEC?
0: Yes, sir. The best SEC team
1: Jeez.
0: that did not win the conference. And I got the perfect answer.
1: Just give it to me then because there's a lot of teams, man. I'm 41 years old.
0: Back in 2011, Shane, number one LSU, number two Bama, game of the century, ugly-ass game, nine to six. But LSU won it in overtime they rematched in the national championship bama beat their brains in 21 to 0 give me that alabama team didn't win the didn't even win their division shane but they won the national championship i think that's the best sec team of my lifetime that didn't win the sec
1: boy i mean you may be right brother i, I mean who am i to argue that i'm terrible at this stuff i can't name years and stuff like that yeah i could go back to one. And I could say, hey, listen, you know, Tennessee should have beat LSU, but they didn't. But, uh, but you could argue, hell, that year Florida had a hell of a team. So I'll go 0-1 balls because I got to watch most of them games in person. (laughs) And
0: then Michael, he's got a a final one here, Shane. I think this is this is direct for you here. As a Tennessee man, which loss to Florida stung the most?
1: Oh, (laughs) there's a lot to pick from. Yeah, man this this year sucked. You know, I'm I, uh, Felipe Frank's Hail Mary sucked. Uh, i to try. <laughs> You're, no, you know, no, you know the, the one, worst one. No, uh, go, the one was was uh, a couple years back mm-hmm. when Dobbs was down there. And I think we gave up something on fourth and sixth. I can't remember what year it was exactly, but Tennessee fans know the one I'm talking about. We thought it was over, and then all of a sudden, Callaway's going down the sideline, (laughs) scores a touchdown. That one right there, it it was a game that we never went in the swamp. I thought we had it there for a second, and then all of a sudden, we didn't, because it's Tennessee.
0: That's the exact one I was going to say, Shane. I think that was 2015, 2014, something like that. But, yeah, it was fourth and a mile, Antonio Callaway, for some reason, their best receiver, most expl- let's just not, let's not guard that guy of <laughs> 2015. Thank you, Jerry. So yeah, in the swamp, Tennessee had that damn game one, but yeah. uh, that was just one in a many of a series. at Tennessee just it, that's one where until the clock reads you know triple zero, Shane, you never count Florida out. Yeah, because there's some kind of black voodoo over that game where Tennessee just got no shot to beat them Florida Gators. You know what? Even even when they did beat them a couple years ago, when Anthony Richardson throws that Hail Mary, I was like, well, he's completing this
1: pass, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really thought so, too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and if it were the Swamp, they would have came down with it. So, no, they've got our number, and I don't know why it is, but uh, for, uh, it's going to be a while, man. I just can't see Tennessee beating, getting over Florida like they should. You know, there's been a lot of great teams that should have beat Florida, but still, uh, as I'm walking around a track, you know, for 13 damn miles – I'm like, you know what? I'm never betting on this game again. <laughs>
0: well, Shay, that's a perfect place to uh, end this one. You got anything heading into the weekend before we uh, close this one up?
1: No, uh, again, it's, it's, I think it's going to be an exciting weekend. The the portal window. I mean, it's just, man, I, I keep falling these rabbit holes. These these. Wormholes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just like wherever I want. I want to find out who's coming to my team, who's going to this team. So uh, we're gonna get some clarity over the weekend, I would imagine. So be sure to tune back in Sunday, seven o'clock. We'll be rolling out live here on YouTube. And uh, I love this man. I, I love the interaction. Appreciate all the questions, everybody out there taking the time. Uh, and again, be on the lookout, Oklahoma, Texas boys, girls. You know, somebody we gotta talk to. Let us know, and we'll we'll be sure to set something up.
0: Yeah. And as always Shane, if there's some huge breaking news at any point over the weekend, I'll be hopping on just do a little emergency podcast. I think what I'm going to do Shane for Sunday though is is have a complete wrap up of all the guys from from every SEC team that have entered the portal. Hopefully, some commitments, maybe a roundup just so people yeah. are aware how many guys have exited, how many guys have entered. There's, it's very hard to keep up with, so I'm gonna do my best to round up all that information, which will probably, we'll, we'll start getting some more and more commitments. Come uh the weekend, so because visits are taking place and things of yeah. that nature. But stay tuned here for all the latest SEC updates. The regular season may be done, Shane, but we ain't going anywhere. You know what?
1: Nah, we're just cranking up, baby. <laughs> Let her hair down. This is when the fun starts. <laughs> all right,
0: brother. Well, hey, I appreciate you. As always, I appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in, especially those on the live stream. And we'll catch you on the next
1: one. Alright, see you guys. No balls.